We were leaving a wedding we had attended that was held about three hours from home. My boyfriend had stayed sober in order to drive us home. I was pretty drunk. As we were driving the dark country back roads to get back to the city, I was half dozing and remember squinting because there seemed to be bright headlights washing over us, and then my boyfriend who was driving started screaming, like full on screaming, like I've never heard him do so before or since. It wasn't a loud, high-pitched screaming, but a deep, in-the-throats screaming that broke in and out and that left him hoarse. He swerved our car sharply to the side of the road, nearly into a ditch. I came fully awake and was like, what, are you okay? He said that he saw a truck coming full bore towards us in the dark and honestly thought we were going to die. I looked behind us, a long, straight road with no houses or streetlights. There was no sign of a truck of any kind or any kind of vehicle. No rear headlights on the road or any light from a truck's headlights, which we would have seen. No sound of a truck or car or anything. But he was shaking, and I initially brushed it off as him maybe falling asleep at the wheel, which is already scary in and of itself. We were on a narrow country road. There was no way a massive truck could have gone by us without hitting our car for one. And I don't remember feeling the rumble and vibrating of our car, which was an old piece of shit that would have happened if a truck had narrowly missed us. So I dismissed it. He still swears that he saw a massive truck coming towards us. However, I do remember a flood of headlights hurting my half-closed eyes just before my boyfriend freaked out. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. fucking text messages from my dad in the middle of that. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to, so I'm like, vibrate, vibrate, vibrate. I'm like, okay, fucking trying to do something here. Yep, I've had that happen. Nothing throws you off from your narration more than constant I know it was funny because I'm sitting over here, you, you kept like pausing at weird times. I'm like, I know, and then I have to start the sentence over. I'm like, I just want to say that that girl or whatever, I assume it was a girl. I can't remember what she uh, said. In 2023, Christian, are you sure? Did she say it was her boyfriend? Yeah. And then her waking up to him screaming like like she said he was and her saying what are you okay you wake up from sleeping in a car and someone's screaming yeah you're gonna start screaming back at him yeah because you're what you're are you okay doesn't sound right unless yeah like just like oh excuse me uh, pardon me did you wake me from my slumber yeah yeah now that is interesting but i at the same time if you're super drunk are you gonna Maybe have I, the same reaction it's oh, gonna be a little true. slower are you just gonna be like huh what happened? Yeah, that is kind of weird with the, the headlights, though. 
I was squinting because I saw the, yeah, a ghost truck. I have no idea. Who fucking knows? But I've heard crazier things. You have, because we have done this show for quite some time. But all that aside, welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. If you're new to the show, do us a favor. You are our only hope, Obi-Wan Kenobi style. I like Slap that a five star. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. Slap a five-star review wherever you're listening. If it's Apple Podcasts, if it's Google Podcasts, if it's Amazon Music, if it's Spotify, if it's Podbean, wherever you're at right now, probably shouldn't do this at the beginning the show they're like i haven't listened to it i'm new you want me to review it what are you nuts and yes we are kind of but that's beside the point also if you want to get in touch with us feel free to find us on social media we love hearing from you guys we've been getting a decent amount of write-ins emails comments on social media it seems like things are picking up a little bit on the social department and i know i speak for both of us when i say demons are real and also no, they're not. Okay. We appreciate you guys. We like hearing from you. Getting your input on the episodes, getting your suggestions for shows, all that stuff. As I've mentioned in the past couple episodes, leave us a voicemail. Uh, whether you have a, a story that you want to share or you just want to talk about something that we've talked about in an episode and give your two cents, we're going to start playing those at the end of the episodes as they come in. So leave a voicemail at 801-997-0051. And before I get sidetracked, once again, I should probably bring it back to the social media I was talking about earlier, but I didn't give you a direction. It's at Freaky Deaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at TFD Paranormal on TikTok. The YouTube I should briefly touch on. We are going to start filming again. We're trying to get caught up. It's been a hectic couple of weeks for sure, but we're going to start filming some more YouTube stuff in the near future to get that up and rolling. At one point, we got up to like three videos a week we're releasing, but right now it's just the episode. Too much going on. It's a lot to juggle. Yeah, as we record, it's Scott's birthday. It is. Recently, it was his son's birthday. It's also yeah. Mother's Day. The very next day. So it's it's hectic. It's a lot. There's a lot to take in. We And China's family was in town. So it's like it was like nonstop moving for a straight week, week and a half between all these little milestones in people's lives and special days and whatnot. So we're going to be coming down to and my dad's coming here next week or two weeks from now. It's a lot going on. It, regardless, it's not an excuse. We will get some more YouTube stuff up in the near future. But for the time being. We hope you guys are enjoying the show. Today, we're actually diving into volume three of Now That's What I Call Unexplainable. And these are stories, as we do research on the show, we come across different stories that are super good, but they don't really fit into any particular theme that we're trying to get for the episodes. When I find stories I like that don't really fit a theme, I just kind of move them over to a different folder. And I'm like, I like this story. I want to use the story, tell the story. I don't have an episode to drop it in. And so when I get enough of these random one-off stories, I just release a volume of, now that's what I call unexplainable. And that's what we're on right now. Volume three. I don't think I need to explain any more. I'll explain at the end what it, why it's explainable. There you go. Most likely, what Christian's actually going to say at the end of the episode is, Damn it, Scott, you're right. <laughs> oh, man, that's a classic. It is a classic. You are correct. So, so anyway, I'm at the end of the, by the, a few episodes from now, this soundboard is going to be nothing but voice clips that I've got of you, and it's going to be fantastic. How anyway. come you don't have voice clips of you? Oh, oh. you don't say anything funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I am wrong. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into this next story. Now that I have mansplained everything about this podcast to you, you can find merch at thefreakydeaky.com. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Creepy six foot cat boy scout story. What? That didn't make sense, right? Like the enunciation wasn't on any word it should have been in that. No. In that title. But I'm tired. Uh, this is a creepy six foot cat boy scout story. Oh, okay. I yep. get it now. See, I didn't have any pauses or breaks in there. I was just creepy six foot cat boy scout story. That's a lot of words. Do you get a, a boy scout badge for cleaning out his litter box? 
Yes. Yeah, they actually mentioned that, Christian. I'm so glad, glad you brought that up. It's the Poopa Scoopa badge. Okay. And this is from Delight98. Okay, so I have a story that happened to me and my friends. To set the scene, we were on a Boy Scout camping slash shooting trip. There were 20 to 30 of us. We were in a little cabin thing with windows on the front and back and a front and back door. There were wooden tables all around the area. The adult cabin with the bathroom was about an eighth of a mile down a gravel road in the dark. There's obviously a buddy system because it's Boy Scouts. Nerds. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Scott, maybe cut that out. See how, see how it flows. It's a Simpsons reference. There you go. So it's around midnight and everyone had been telling scary stories, like normal camping trips. Well, I had to go to the bathroom and ask my friend to come along. He said sure, and he got our knives. We knew that there were bears in the woods and it made us feel safer. <laughs> okay. Well, we went to the bathroom and began our walk back. This is where it got scary. I felt an instinctual, not sure if that's the right word, fear. I looked to my friend and he had the same look as me. We begin to walk a little faster and unfold our pocket knives. I then turn around and see it. It looked similar to a cat, but it was six feet tall and was on its hind legs kind of hunched over. I freaked the heck out and started running. My friend sees it too and we sprint back to the cabin. It began making a moaning, howling noise. It was somewhere between the two and followed us slowly. We pounded the door and the guys let us in. We tell them what we saw and they actually believed us. So we locked the front door and look at the back door. They had no lock. We pushed the table up against it and had a kid there with his knife for safety. <laughs> that kid's like, oh, don't worry, guys. I got this six foot cat thing. No problem. I got my handy Swiss army knife. Yep. I'll do it. We draw the blinds on all the windows that had them. One of them didn't. And we sat there with all the lights on. Then we see the eyes outside the windows without blinds. We are all shitting ourselves and the thing slowly walked to the back door. We heard it bumping up against it. Maybe trying to open it, we think. It then left, but we still thought we were going to die. No one slept. When the adults came to wake us up, we told them and they laughed and said we were making it up. We know it happened, even if they don't believe us. Isn't that creepy? What's with these bipedal cats, man? I think I have a second bipedal cat story in this episode, too. Now that I think about it, it wasn't six feet tall, the second one, but creepy nonetheless. Catman. Catman. That makes me think of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and it shouldn't. You know, I, I have the solution to overcoming this particular cryptid. Just I doubt put, it, but let's hear it. Put a picnic table outside with something on the table. It'll mm. just be busy knocking shit off the table. You'll be fine. You just line glasses around the table's edge. And yeah. you're like, that bought us about five minutes. Let's get out of here. At least we know where it's at. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You should turn the creepy button off. The creepy button is off. Oh, I can't tell. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I'll sit over here and just talk. I'm, I'm the talent. I'm not the director. <laughs> <laughs> I am wrong. Anyway, what a hit this soundboard is going to be, right? We're either going to gain so many listeners that are like, what a fun, kooky thing you're doing. Or we're going to lose half of the audience that are like, Scott really lost me with the Christian sound effects every 10 seconds. Yeah, you're going to have to come up with some different sound effects besides just me. I know my voice is amazing and elegant, but... <laughs> Christian, I don't think you fully grasp the hilarity of the soundboard. You know what I mean? Like, you think it's like paying homage to you. It is not. It is not. It is for comical parody purposes only. 
still. It's like you're worshiping me. I am wrong. See? Mm -hmm. Do you see how that worked? Yeah. So what do you think, man? What do you, what's, what, uh, damn, I almost pulled into Jerry Seinfeld again. What's the deal with these one-off cryptid sightings? I got to be honest. You don't believe them? No, not like. So you think all of them, all the stories are just made up or like looking for like Reddit clout or fucking. No, no, not necessarily that. I, I just have like the dog man stories. Mm -hmm. and, and in this case, we'll call them cat man, but. What a fun name. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it almost feels like it's something in the imagination is mm. being triggered and we're just putting manifesting something there. Even in situations like this where there's two witnesses? Uh, it could be- Fully you know, ado. Could be, uh, what is that again? I always forget. I think it's like the shared chaos of two. Or the oh shared, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, it could be something there, like some form of energy or, mm. you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere, maybe there's- Weird stuff. There's wood elves or, you know, the gods and oh, goddesses oh, yeah. of the it's, woods. It's not the cat man. It's the wood elves. That's so much more realistic, right? I mean, there's lore and history behind that. Maybe we're seeing something like that and just manifesting it into something that we're more familiar with, like a cat or a dog. Yeah. Because to me, cat, like a d dog man makes no sense to me. It's not like, well, that's part of the creepiness to it is that it shouldn't exist, that there's no reason for it to exist. But somehow, like a cheesy sign from Michael's or an Instagram post, somehow Dogman persisted. Yes, but yeah. not in my mind. Well, I, I could see there being a Sasquatch. But n you can see a Sasquatch, but you can't see the same thing, but with a dog head. Right. Even with stories from like the 1600s and shit where like there's dog headed people on islands, there's all kinds of stories. People are like, yeah, there's these dog creatures out there. Like there's a lot of stories backing dog, at least dog man. I don't know about cat man, but but sure. Why not? At this at this point, throw everything in there. There's mole man. Maybe mole man is a thing. Chipmunk man. I, I do like chipmunk man. Yeah. I mean, we got Kushtaka, which is a uh, land otter man. There's a lot of weird lore out there with creepy, like hybrids of animals and humans. Who's to say that, you know, maybe parakeet man is out there too. I think it's all those different things are just camouflage for something else. How's that? You think like screen memories, maybe? I think there might be something there, but somehow it camouflages. So we're not seeing what it really is. We're seeing a Kushtaka. It was aliens. Could be aliens. It was aliens. You're absolutely right, Christian. Uh, I got that for the next episode. I programmed that in for the next episode, but it's fine. It's fine, really. Me being like George Sucralos. You being like George Sucralos. I, Sucralos is bad for you, man. It leaves an aftertaste. Yeah, George, get it together. Why do you think his hair stands straight up? Let's get into this next one. On the subject of summer camps and whatnot, we got one from Nate0113. Is this band camp or summer camp? Hopefully summer camp. Guys, I've titled it Creepy Ass Kids Summer Camp Story. Really original with these ones. Yeah. Super, super focused on my titles for this episode. Although, to be fair, I did some of these stories were from like months ago when I started compiling volume three, as I do. Anyway, it goes something like this. When I was about 10 years old, I went on a field trip with my fourth grade class to a summer camp. For the most part, it was a typical experience. Rafting, bad food in the mess hall, hiking campfires, etc. Hell, one of my friends did the typical movie thing and brought dirty magazines from home. <laughs> Whoa. Fourth grade? Apparently. Old degenerate sinners. We were supposed to be there for four days. I only lasted about two. It was late at night because I stayed up to do the to do the trash duty and clean the mess hall. 
After I picked up the final granola bar wrapper, I made my way to the showers to clean up before turning in for the night. Halfway through, I hear a loud shuffling sound outside the showers. I stop what I'm doing and listen intently, but the shuffling stops. I assume it's my friends pranking me as they typically do and get out of the showers. Just to put this in perspective, the showers and the boys' cabins are a good walk away with no way to illuminate your surroundings. That's why they shower before dark and with groups, to make sure nobody gets lost. For someone like me who's by himself having to navigate his way through the woods, it's pretty fucking terrifying. To make matters worse, the flashlight I brought was back at the cabin, so I was stuck having to navigate my way back with a piece of shit lantern that barely gave me enough light. Anyway, he cusses us a lot for a he fourth does. grader. I know, man, you're eight years old, figure it out. Anyway, I grab the lantern and start my walk to the cabins. About halfway through, I hear this ungodly loud moan coming from right the fuck in front of me. I panic and drop the lantern, running in the opposite direction of the sound. I can't see anything, and in my haste, I fall on something. I examine the thing I fell on and realize it's squishy and soaking wet. That's not what you want to find in the dark. That's not what, that's not the move. I hear the moaning again from behind me and book it to the direction of the cabins. I'm instantly greeted by three flashlights and concerned looks. Apparently, the other campers heard the moans and the counselors went to investigate, only to find me covered in head to toe in fucking blood. They brought me back to the cabins and I'm immediately bombarded with questions about what I saw. My friends shut them up after a while. The next day I went home. Could you blame me? I was not going to stay there after the shit I've been through. I almost forgot about this incident until a while ago when I was reminiscing about this with one of my friends who stayed at the camp. I asked him what happened after I left and what he told me sent a shiver up my spine. Apparently, after I left, the moans at night got louder and closer to the cabins and freaked everyone the fuck out. And as for the big mound I fell on, while the counselors were investigating the source of the moaning, they found a deer on the trail I was on. The head was ripped clean off and its entrails were laying in a separate pile next to the carcass. That's my encounter. To this day, it remains the scariest experience I've ever had in my life. Everyone I've told thinks I'm bullshitting it, but my friends who are there always defend me. I still don't know what the fuck it was in the woods that night. This guy's going to make us go over our F word. I know. You're going to have to bleep some out. Yeah, fuck, man. Come on. Fucking Christ. Yeah, come on, Nate. What are you doing? He said, uh, a little bit of an update. I keep seeing comments saying the moaning was a mountain lion, but I have my doubts. The moan sounded too high to come from a mountain lion. My girlfriend, on the other hand, had an idea. I thought that was going a different direction. She thinks the thing I saw is a creature called the Wampus Cat, which is apparently a mythological half-woman, half-cat monster that stalks the woods of East Tennessee, a.k.a. where I live. Oh, that makes perfect sense. There you go. It's a half-woman, half-cat. It's Catwoman. It's like the previous story. I know, but it's the wife of Catman. Yeah, it's a, they're a duo. Travel the world, scaring kids. The Wampus Cat. That sounds like a mascot or something like that. Bring out the Wampus Cat. And you get there, and he's doing front flips out in the gymnasium, yeah. and you're like, okay. Hits, hits the trampoline, does yeah. a flip, and slam Breaks dunks. his neck, and everyone's sad. But he gets up again because he's a wampus cat. That's right. Yeah, he's that's a cryptid. What they don't die. Uh, you keep saying he, and it's obviously a woman. If you if you heard. Oh, I'm st- still. I'm going back and forth between the first story, his partner. 
Gotcha. That was not a Wampus Cat. That was Mr. Wampus Cat. That was Mr. Wampus Cat, yeah. I, I would have gone with the mountain lion also, as yeah, opposed that, to the Wampus Cat. But with like a, a head ripped clearly off and entrails scattered around the body. Like, come on, man. That's Bigfoot, obviously. That I mean, that would make more sense than a mountain lion to me. Like a mountain lion can like, you know, obviously claw something to death and, you know, eat it. Sure. But is it going to rip the head clean off? It might. I mean, they go for the neck. Maybe they didn't they, realize how powerful his bite was. He was maybe like, oh, this, no, yeah, oops. Yeah, maybe this one worked out. And yeah. then he just like, Whoa, sorry, man. It's not mm-hmm. like we're going to get the rest of this stuff. Who cares if I bit the head off? It's true. How would you feel about accidentally falling on that disgusting pile, though? It would be bad it in any be. scenario. Mm-hmm. But when you're terrified and running from something. You just don't even think about it. Like, well, as you're running, you're like, well, that was gross, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you get to the cabin, you're covered in blood and then. Yeah, my ass would pull out some hand sanitizer as soon as I stood up from the, as soon as I got off the, I was like, that was disgusting. Pull a little bottle, like, squirt, squirt, and I'm back. Yeah. yeah. You know, summer. And I'm dead with my head next to my entrails, and that's how that works. Yep. Not cool. I don't know, man. He's weird cats. Back-to-back I, cat story. I didn't realize how many cat stories I have in this episode. I think I have a total of three now. You know what's funny is I walked out of the house this morning to come over here. And you're like, I hope Scott has cat episodes. No, but... First, I hear like chickens crowing or whatever. Yeah. And then I hear some, I'm like, oh, I didn't know anybody around here had chickens. And I hear dogs barking. Mm -hmm. And then I hear these weird sounds. I think they were geese. But I mean, some of the wildlife make weird sounds like the the classic loon in every scary story. The classic loon. I mean, yeah. And they do make creepy sounds. I mean, you hear about the sounds foxes make. and, And what does the fox say, Christian? I don't know, man. I, I didn't like that song, but I use that joke. Did. Anyone that did is a liar. Yeah. Or we're on club, club meds hmm. when they were out clubbing. And there's that special med you get from the club doctors or festival doctors. Makes music sound better. This sounds like we're talking about drugs, Christian. I was talking about meds. I didn't say whether you needed a prescription or not. Was it a little, a little happy juice? Was it a little something, something? I don't know, man. I've, been, I've never traveled the festival circuit back can, in my can day. Everyone, yeah, can everyone imagine you showing up at like some, what is it called? Actually, you know what I think it's called? Freaky Deaky. There's a festival called Freaky Deaky. I don't like that kind of music, though. Well, who does? It's garbage. Not a lot of people. It's garbage, Christian. Uh, I don't judge people's music. Uh, yes, you do. You liar. I do a little bit, but. Yeah. Every time I'm playing song, I'm like, you're listening to weird music. Meanwhile, you're busting out like Depeche Mode or some shit. I'm like, I listen to weird music. Depeche Mode is a classic. No. And your son likes them. No, he doesn't. He's just saying that to make you feel better. He dances. Well, he can dance if he wants to. Oh, I hate that song. Are you sure? Because it's from the 80s. Dude, that's one of my most hated 80s songs. All right. Well, you can leave your friends behind then. I will if they're singing that song. But hold on. I got to make some noise. There we go. Get out. Just keeping theme with the episode, do you want to hear another cat story? I love cats. This one is very brief. This is from Some Call Me Waffles. Interesting name. Sounds like Waffles the Cat, maybe. Maybe the cat wrote this one. And it's called The Black Cat. It's very brief, but I wanted to get the rest of the cat stories out of the way. Because if there was any more, I'd have to retitle this episode to Now That's What I Call Cats. Remind me to tell you about a short story after this about a cat. That's one of my favorite short stories of all time. I'm not going to remind you to do that. Okay. I used to live in the middle of nowhere, a mile down a dusty dirt road through the woods with only a handful of mobile homes scattered through the pines. There's some demons in that area. Made sure no one was close enough to help you if, if shit went down. My closest neighbors were my grandparents. My grandmother fed stray cats, so it was perfectly normal for a random cat to be sulking around. 
One night, I came home well after midnight and a random black cat is sitting on my porch. Whatever, it's catching bugs and the only light around this late at night. As I got out of my car and got to the porch, shit got real. This cat turns its head to look at me, stands up on its hind legs, eyes locked with mine, turns around and runs away from me. It's on its hind legs, pumping its arms as it runs. Jumps off the porch, lands on its hind legs, keeps running like a person off into the darkness. Too weird. Yep. Especially because, like, the proportions don't really work for cat arms. And so you're trying to picture this thing, like, pumping its arms as it's running. Is, I picture a meme. It's just like... Yeah. That's super creepy. No thanks. I picture that little blonde girl from that meme running, looking over her shoulder. I, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but cat style. Yeah, cat also, style. Also, I picture that this trailer park is near a drug area. Mm, wouldn't, isn't that just an interesting correlation that you always find with stories that you don't believe in? They're like, oh, well, clearly there was drugs involved. Not cool, man. Not cool. Not- you, don't, you don't judge people's music taste, but you sure judge people based on, what, trailers? Is that it, Christian? Are you against trailers now? I'm against mm. people seeing cat people why do i feel like i heard you say that exact same thing last time we recorded doesn't that sound like a sentence you said it does something about people seeing cat people i don't know man either i'm having deja vu or i'm incredibly too tired i mean it does feel familiar yeah but i like are we stuck in a loop yes that is what life is it's a loop that's the end of the episode just us confused Turns out we were the unexplainable ones. Yep. We return here every time. We always come back. That's what the evil cat people say. Okay, Christian. Maybe they're not evil. I'm waiting for you to finish that thought, man. Go ahead. What are they? If they're not evil, what are they, Christian? I don't know. I haven't talked to one. Just nice. Oh, wait. They're not real. Oh, wait. I am wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. Damn it, Scott. You're right. I know. Anyway. This next one is from Papa Palpatine. He's a jerk. I've titled it Where the Footprints End. Oh my gosh. I know it's not a Bigfoot story, but... It's a murder story? uh, It's a weird story, I'll (laughs) give you that. But you'll like the first couple sentences. A while ago during the NHL lockout, I was up at 3 in the morning watching the World Juniors, and I noticed this van pull into my cul-de-sac, which was strange, because I didn't recognize the van. It wasn't any of my neighbors. Then the van stops right in front of my house and three people pop out. Two go to my neighbor's house to my right and the other comes to my house. They're all dressed in black and they're going pretty quickly. I was pretty much frozen when I heard his footsteps as he came closer to my door and then nothing happened. Literally nothing. The van drove away without anyone hopping back in. I never saw the guy leave my doorstep. It was snowing that night, so in the morning I had to go shovel my driveway and I saw his steps go to my front door and stop. The footprints stopped at my door. There were no tracks leaving my front door, nor were there any anywhere else. What the hell was that, man? There's a couple of people that lived in that neighborhood who had been murdered or killed in a tragic way returning home. Hmm. I was trying to like figure out what it actually could have been as far as like, you know, if, if it was like people pulling a prank or something, if like they just kind of walk backwards in their own footsteps and then 
dip out, but the dude was watching the van. Right. Van pulls away without anyone coming back. It started off like, oh shit, this is the purge. Yeah. They're about to either rob this entire cul-de-sac or I'm about to die. But it's just, it's weird, man. Like, I, I wish things made more sense. I'm the type of person that doesn't like just, I've noticed, random loose threads all over the place. And I'm like, okay, so what happened? Which is funny with us doing this, because sometimes I'm like the opposite. I'm like, whatever, man, you just can't explain it. Like, yeah, the guy disappeared as soon as he got the door. Big whoop. Yeah. The van drove off without the people returning, and he wasn't worried in the van. He just drove away. Yeah, these things happen, man. It's not like he was like, where are my friends? Where are the thieves that I was riding with or whatever? So see, this time my theory makes a little bit of sense, because they were just coming home, mm. and they'd been killed or something years before, and every once in a while they just come home. It's like a, one of those imprints except this one leaves footprints hmm. imprints in time footprints in time yeah where they end you ever think that maybe the world's like the truman show yes and it's like maybe these people like worked behind the scenes or something like oh shit we forgot to do this we gotta get out there get the van out there we'll zap you back or whatever when when the job is done well some people would say i'm a leo so some people would say that we leos always believe we're in the truman show and it's always about us okay that everybody's you know you know Leos. You know the theories. Oh, yeah. I know Leos for sure. DiCaprio and Da Vinci. I, mean, I know him. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio wanted to date my sister when she was 12. She turned 13. He forgot about it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That was wrong. That was wrong. I am wrong. Yeah. Oh, it's also honorable mention to the Ninja Turtle. Um, What Ninja Turtle? We all know Leos. Oh. Yeah. So Leonardo. I get it. Okay. All right. All right. Just making sure we're still on board we're on the same page thought i felt a, sh a little shake i thought i heard something wow so we're not on the same page this next one is from pickles taste good uh it's my niece oh thanks christian's niece kara it's called the friend and the plant Ooh, and it's a bit of a gin story and does it have tonic ah we both made the same we joke, are on the same page christian we did it <laughs> damn it scott you're right yeah so anyway, things I never say. I am wrong. I can anything you say, I can counteract it immediately, like a like a little puppet. You know what I mean? You've said enough things on this show to where I'm like, I can bend your your will. You're gonna have to pull in some other voices. People are gonna get tired of mine, and they're gonna tune out. You are correct. Anyway, uh, first a little backstory to explain. I am Muslim. My huge family tree is Muslim. Assalamu alaikum. Okay. One of our beliefs: there are spirits called jinn. They don't inhabit the living world, but they visit. They are unseen spirits. Spooky, right? Anyway, sometimes kids can see and speak to them. Now the story. I was visiting my cousins on my aunt's side. They have two 18-year-old boys and a 7-year-old boy. We had just come back from dinner. The little boy, we'll call him John, walked in first after his mom unlocked the house door. He turned and waved at a plant in a dark sitting room. We thought nothing of it. Later on, his siblings went into the living room to watch TV while he stayed in the sitting room. I left, but watched him from behind a door. He turns and starts talking to the plant. It's a full conversation with replies and body language. Getting creeped out, I tell one of his older brothers. He tells me, and I quote, Yeah, he does that sometimes. I woke up late at night to use the bathroom a couple times and saw him talking to the plant. Once I walked in and asked him who he was talking to, he said, a friend. And his friend said, feed me, Seymour. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, when I told him to go to sleep, he turned to the plant and said, bye, I'll see you tomorrow. Me and his brother were creeped out, and then a thought arose. 
What if he was talking to the plant to help it grow, I said. His brother replied, once he brought some candy and put it on the couch near the plant. He told me it was for his friend who sits by the plant. Me and his brother decide to move the plant for one night. We don't tell him. He wasn't even home. We find him by the couch later. We put down a recorder to see what he says to his, quote, friend. And here's what he says. Hello. I'm good. You? Why? Who moved it? But why would they? I'm sorry. I'll try to get it back for you. Did you like the candy? Sorry. I didn't know. I'll go ask them for the plant. He comes up to us in the other room and asks why we moved the plant. We didn't tell him we moved the plant. No one was around to tell him. So how did he figure out that we did it? Well, I mean, obviously. The plant told him. Was it Jen? That's it. How do you spell Jen? There's many a way to spell Jen, but. In this case, it'd probably be the D-J-I-N-N style, right? You would think, but the way he spelled it was actually J-I-N-N. Okay, I've seen that too. Yeah. But it's not like the one we see in Latin. Mm, but it could be. I mean, it's it's a similar, comes from a similar area, but a lot different. Yeah. The genie in the lamp thing is totally different than a lot of the stories I hear about the djinn. Oh, yeah. Which are very fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I've, we've talked about it in the past that we want to do a, a djinn episode at some point, but we haven't gotten around to it. There's a ton of story. Obviously, there's a ton of stories about them, but... This one in particular was kind of weird because it was like all surrounding a plant. Like if this thing was a gin, it just sits by a plant all day forever. Was, mean, was there like someone's ashes used in the soil or something like that? And now he is the plant. I mean, if you're stuck in somebody's house, I mean, for the most part, if you're an ancient being, a magical being like a, a gin, I'm just going to go. Hmm. Um, now I lost my train of thought. Yeah. It's every time I say bean, I'm sorry. I would be fine if you didn't look at me like that. Uh, well, what am I supposed to do? Let just, it go, man. Just shake my head yes and be like, yeah, magical just, beans. Right, Christian. Yeah. But either way, this thing yes. has been around forever. Mm-hmm. It's probably not as impressed with modern things as us humans are. It and probably so it's ch- like it's like the plant is the only thing that's cool around here. Yeah, it's the only wow. real thing in this house that's mm. not other components like mesh together in a in an evil process right to make plastic and rubber and steel and wow toilets mm. you brought toilets in there too yeah, yeah well, i was hoping i was hoping you would <laughs> cool yeah sure i guess i mean there's gotta be some with the plant right? the com the conversation was fascinating though where he's like hey did you like the candy oh, i don't know why they moved the plant dude and i'll, I'll go ask him. i mean have you not met us we do yeah. stupid stuff. That's that would be super weird though. If like you do this as a prank, you're like, ha ha ha. He's talking. We moved his friend, and then the boy like comes back and is like, yo, why did you move the plant? And you're like, how did you know we moved the plant, dude? I didn't, but my friend did. Uh, would you ever be able to just be at peace in that house? Yeah. No, because it, even if you're home alone, you're not home alone. You know what I mean? There's someone watching you. There's always someone watching. I'd make rules. Don't follow me in the bathroom. Hey, I gotta drop drop a fat deuce, please. Some privacy, plant man. Some privacy. And then later, the little boy would come up to you and be like, "My plant friend told me you dropped a fat deuce." And you'd be like, "Oh, damn it, plant man, not again." Yeah, you never know, man. Wouldn't you rather have a a spirit or whatever hanging out with the plant than just hanging out with your soul? Makes more sense. He's- I'd rather it not be around. Actually, what if there is like a spirit to every little living thing? So that yeah. plant being is just another form. 
We got to get you on board with saying the word entity. You're, that is true. Yeah. This could all be avoided if you said that plant entity or the magical entity. The plant spirit. The plant spirit. Mother Earth. He didn't mention what kind of plant it was, but it was probably a I picture a snake plant for whatever reason. I was thinking marijuana. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why, man. If there's going to be entities, you got to have... be around the ganja. Yeah, you got to have that. It's got to be that or mushrooms. Mm. You got the old mushroom plant, right? Yep. Well, that's where mushrooms grow, on the mushroom plant. Yep. Where the red mushrooms grow, season two. Maybe it's just a little ficus. You ever could, think about that? I, I did think it could be a ficus. Hmm. I don't know what a ficus is. Neither do I actually not think about it. I'm picturing a smaller plant. Yeah. Like almost like one of the little trimming, like bonsai trees that you get. Yeah, like one of the plants China refuses to water. Yeah. They're just dead on shelves. Yeah. A warning to, to further plants that may enter the home. No water to be found here, friends. Keep moving. Didn't her mom buy her a fake plant for Mother's Day? Or was that I... fake or was that real? I thought there were real flowers. Part of it looked fake. She saw the, the dead plant that Atlas is always questioning me about. Why did my mama do this? that? Yeah. You never know, man. <laughs> you never truly know. All right. This one's very interesting. And I'm excited to hear your opinion on it. It's by Pearl Sweet. Who is it by? Pearl Sweet. And it's called The Colorless Room. Hmm. Let me get my slippies on. I can fully get into this episode. You know what I mean? I do. 40 minutes in, it's about time I get into it. I was in a room that lost its color, and this was witnessed with another person. I always see these and love reading them, so I'll contribute my unexplained experience. First off, I have quite a few. I'm a nurse who works night shift with a mostly geriatric population. One night, it was just me and my younger nursing assistant. She wanted to look something up on the computer, so she was sitting beside me at the desk. Suddenly, I noticed a paper on the counter with colored lettering looked dim. As in the color wasn't strong, like there was a haze in the air. I looked across the room and there was a sign, it's still hanging there as of today, that said, Pressure Points, in red. And again, the colors were muted. It was like my eyes were losing the ability to see color. There was a general grayness filling the space, not like a shape, just everything appeared muted and the colors were dim. I started to quietly freak out and worried that I had a brain tumor or multiple sclerosis. <laughs> a multiple sclerosis symptom is not, number one, it's not funny, Christian, how dare you? <laughs> MS is nothing to joke about. I mean, I, that's not what I'm laughing about, but. No, just kidding. Uh, well, you, a nursing person immediately knowing all the different things. Uh, a multiple sclerosis symptom can be losing the ability to see color. I didn't say anything though, because well, I didn't want her to think I was crazy. Suddenly Tara, the nursing assistant looked up and out to the hallway and said, do you notice that the hallway looks gray? I was immediately relieved because that meant I wasn't suffering from some mysterious disorder because she saw the grayness too. We watched this grayness that seemed to saturate not only the hallway, but our entire surroundings. It then seemed to begin to concentrate in the hallway and near the ceiling, and we watched as it slowly disappeared. It moved to the left, to the left, everything, no, I'm just kidding, that's not. It moved to the left and then just left. Afterward, it was like someone turned on the lights and the colors were back to full saturation. Surprisingly, we didn't really freak out. That's probably because as healthcare workers, we are just conditioned not to. To this day, I have zero explanation for what this was, and nothing like this has ever happened since. 
nor have I ever heard of anyone experiencing something like this. I've heard of people seeing clouds or fog, but this wasn't like that. This was like being inside a fog that filled the entirety of our space. I've had other strange happenings, but nothing this odd. The fact my nursing assistant saw it reinforces the experience. I had no plans to say anything about it because, like I said, I thought I was being anxious and a hypochondriac, but obviously I wasn't. I would love to hear if anyone else has ever had something like this happen. Strange. It is strange. And it's two people seeing this, right? Yeah. It makes me feel like this doesn't, I don't get a supernatural vibe out of it. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, though, like where color just gets drained from your surroundings for a little bit. But it would make sense maybe if, like, if they're both smoking hella good weed. I mean, that could be it, but it being in a hospital setting, it could be some kind of gas got loose or something weird went through yeah. the air. The assistant that, had Taco Bell for lunch and she was like, oh, do you, do you notice the gas that's out there? It's yeah. all gray. Yeah, I don't know what it could be, but it, it I think the first thing people would do is to see what these people ingested, either by breathing or eating. Maybe they ate the same thing and it was bad. That's my Maybe. skeptical it point is, of view. Or they could have just slipped into a different dimension for a second. And also, whatever oh, dimension they were in, the, the eyes don't filter those colors correctly. Or they both have some form of color blindness that just manifested at that same time. That is Which true. Which would be weird, but have two people with exactly the same kind of color blindness. I know at just the right time. Yeah. But I like your theory on them passed into the spiritual realm for a second. <laughs> oh my God. That was so close to what you actually said. I was like, damn, I wish I had that one loaded up. <laughs> I mean, I it just know. goes with my theory. Sometimes we see into different dimensions or realms. Yeah. It's weird that it, it almost had like a, like a sentience to it because it was like moving about like it wasn't just a static thing where it's like oh everything's gray up oh, everything's back to color but it was like like they mentioned it kind of concentrated and then moved into the hallway and then up and it's like you know what it could have been the grim reaper mm, yeah there's gonna be no color in that theoretically yeah not that any of us have lived to tell a tale but i have maybe they saw saw it like going about its work yeah didn't actually see the the entity itself but noticed it's presence or it's aura and it's all gray i mean it's like the opposite of an eiffel 65 song from the 90s uh, what eiffel 65 yeah aren't they like depeche mode kind of i don't know but that song blue come on man oh that song's horrible yeah it's the opposite of that it was gray so it wasn't color gray this house with a gray little window and a gray corvette and it wasn't as festive because it was gray mm. It almost was like, instead of like a club song, it was like an emo song. Yeah. Imagine how you will. I imagine they'd probably cut their life into pieces as if it was their last resort. I bet they would. Anyway, nobody gets these references anymore. Gen Z, if you're listening, give me a, a fresh emo riff. All right. Give me the hot goss on the emo scene now. Was that song emo that you just said? Yeah, that was like Papa Roach, like the original Papa Roach song that got. I thought Papa Roach was rock. The, the lyrics are cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. What about that as an emo, man? The band? Yeah, okay, sure. The band is like rock, emo, sad. I don't listen to Papa Roach very often, to be honest with I you. I haven't listened to Papa Roach since that song. I know that Papa Roach is a Christian now, though, which is a pretty big jump from cutting their life into pieces. I mean, maybe it's just the singer. I, don't know. I mean, sometimes you, found, you find salvation in different ways. 
You know what, Christian? You are correct. As long as he doesn't really cut his life into pieces. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost pushed the other one. I was like, no, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Don't literally cut your life into pieces. That sounds impossible. Last resort or otherwise. This is, I got an interesting one for you in this next one. And it's from Savaged Chin Hair. That was not the best name I've ever heard. Okay, thanks. You don't have to say that every time there's a name until you hear the best name you've ever heard. That's not even on the list. That would be repetitive. And it's called the Red Hot Handle. The Red Hot Handle Peppers. (laughs) (laughs) Scott, cut that out. That's childish at best. In our old house, my father went downstairs one night to use the bathroom. I think around 2 a.m. In order to reach our bathroom, you have to go through the living room, a kitchen, then the porch, then you reach the loo. So we know where they're located. It was a pain. My dad got to the bottom of the stairs and went to open the living room door, but could hear whispering, like two or three hushed and rushed voices, but he couldn't make out what was being said. Straight away, he thought, burglars? So he grabbed a golf club that was in the hall and went to open the door. As he grabbed the door handle, it was red hot. It burned the shit out of his palm. He pushed the door open with his foot and the whispering stopped. Dead silence. My dad rinsed his hand under cold water, used the toilet and went back upstairs. He showed my mother the burn and she was woken up by him shouting. She vividly remembers seeing this huge ass pink burn, but in the morning, completely gone. Not a single mark on his palm, nothing. For years, I thought maybe they were drunk or high on some shit, but it happened to me personally too. Almost the exact same situation. I was going downstairs to get some snacks. I was up playing on DBZ Budokai all night. What is that? Dragon Ball Z something. Oh, okay. I, I was never a Dragon Ball Z fella me myself. Neither. But it, now that now that you say that, it makes sense. It does. It was about 2 a.m. As I approached the living room door, I could vividly hear whispering voices, male and female tones, hushed, rapid voices which sounded like arguing. I actually thought maybe my parents were still up. I opened the door and the silence dropped. Couldn't hear a thing. I tried to turn on the lights and all three bulbs in the ceiling fan popped and shattered glass everywhere. I almost shit myself and I closed the door. I wasn't hungry anymore. Hmm. The saddest ending of that book ever. He had the munchies. And but his, when and he his, got down there, he didn't get the crunchies. Because he got scared. That's right. Yeah. The weird with the burn thing. That is pretty strange. I can't think of what would. Well, the only thing I could say that would cause that, especially since they weren't there the next day, it was some psychological thing, mm. which has been known to produce things that look like burns it's i i think it's pretty rare but i mean and, and the kid didn't get his hand and burned when he opened he but he did hear the voices which is weird okay so the dad opens the door burns the, the hell out of his hand the voices stop and the kid doesn't burn his hand opens the door and then all three light bulbs shatter and glass falls all about him what happened in that room now in the past it's like those stories where you hear people that uh it's like they'll live in a house and they'll be like yeah i was napping on the couch and it sounded like a party was raging on in the basement and it sounded like it was from the 50s and like, then you go down there and there's nothing there nothing happening you just realize you're watching uh the shining again that's what the shining always reminds when they have that party and the, oh the big uh, ball yeah yeah and it's like i don't know it's like i guess i mean it's 
I've heard stories similar to this, like hearing voices and then you open door or whatever, do whatever the X, Y, and Z is and it all stops. But there's never any like physical pain or anything crazy physical happening during that. It was always just like a weird disembodied voices and then silence. Do you ever, when Atlas wakes up and mm. you have the camera on him and he's talking to himself, do you ever look on that camera and look around the room, see if he's talking to somebody? No for very specific reasons because i don't want to see it number two uh china has said that she has heard or she said she thought she heard like when i brought him in the room one night she said she thought she heard like noises on the monitor still and so like i went into the nursery and got him brought him into our room and then like five or ten minutes later she was like can you turn off the monitor and i was like okay so i got up and turned it off and then like the next day she was like yeah there, i just i thought i was still hearing like baby sounds and stuff coming through it so i just it creeped me out i'm like i'm glad you didn't tell me that as i was turning it off because that would have creeped me out yeah but she did say once that she thought she saw someone walk or something walk by the monitor but i think she's just a I little mean, you know i think your mind's gonna mess with you in situations yeah. like that and even if you hear and your... most of the time it's infrared too so it's not like you have like a clear you're yeah. like looking at weird infrared does weird stuff you can't number one you can't see the pattern on his sheets at all yeah. or some of his pajamas like infrared completely it's like it just cancels out the pattern entirely but yeah weird stuff happens ignore the spirits talking to your baby they're yeah. pro they're probably all good if there is something talking to him it's been doing it a lot lately dude's been waking up constantly man and let me tell you that was interesting. Did that come through on the phone? Yeah. I was like, that was a trip. Oh, yeah. I should have just answered it. Like, I guess the Bluetooth's technically connected. Just answer my mom's phone call in the middle of this episode. But like, hey, funny. mom. We're in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Christian has a question yeah. for you. Do you have any any thoughts on the story about demons? She would have been perfect for that little story right there because she, yeah. she could have examined the dream part of it. There, there, I don't think there was a dream part of it. Yeah, because it wasn't real. Oh, got you. So now you're saying the examine the whole thing because it was just a dream. Yeah. Wow. And that gives me the opportunity to hit you with this bad boy. I am wrong. You're going to have to come up I with different wrong. sounds. People are going to get bored. I am wrong. It took me way too long to hit that button. You saw me try 15 times. Yeah. I was going to try like rapid succession it, but it didn't really work. So oopsie. Oopsie. Anyway, moving right along to what is the final story in this episode? And it's by KG Ranch. So this is from KG Ranch, and we'll close out the episode on this bad boy. I live in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Creepy stuff happens all the time. When we first moved in here, I kept thinking I'd hear someone walking in the house while I was alone. It's a flood zone, so the house is on stilts, and you can hear footsteps when anyone walks across the floor. Of course, this is Texas, so I just grab my handgun and go see if someone had come in. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with the old, how you do? No. Also, my mother-in-law has a key, and when she drops in, I point my gun. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. Like, anytime he hears noise, he just grab his handgun. So if his mother-in-law comes, he'd obviously hear the noise. Would he walk with his handgun then? Probably not. She's like... And Marlene, and he, let us know if he would do that. If he would point his gun at his mother-in-law. Yeah. It is and, Texas. You're our Texas representative. You got to yeah. chime in. Are you feeling lucky, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> Huh, punk? No, it's fine. Also, my mother-in-law has a key, and when she drops in and leaves things for the family, she sometimes won't relock the door. I kept feeling like I was going to walk into a room and someone would just be there. Talk about being paranoid. I know. Why would somebody just be there if you're out in the middle of nowhere? God, I need people to stop fucking texting me. Between, it's like everyone and their mom decides to reach out to me today. It's uh, your birthday. 
I know I keep forgetting, but also, <laughs> but also I'm like, God, it's 7am. No one I know in their life is awake at 7am. I'm of, the only morning person that I know. So. It's kind of funny because I'm sitting here watching your phone go off and then I'm like, this oh, isn't yeah. professional. Yeah. It's as in case I didn't mention earlier, as we record this episode, it's Scott's birthday. It is. So don't forget to wish him a happy late birthday. <laughs> It'll be like three weeks in the future. It's fine. It was a day before mother's day. If you needed a reference point. Anyway, I digress. I kept feeling like I was going to walk into a room and someone would be there. Just feeling odd, oddly watched all day for a few days. My husband didn't think anything of it. And one night he jumped out of bed, grabbed his handgun and started going through the house, slamming all the doors wide open. He said he heard banging in the kitchen like someone was going through the pantry. He was adamant he heard someone. Nothing. Doors still locked. My niece got home from her grandmother's house and a few nights later asked if she could sleep on a cat, a cot. Back to the cats again. Yeah, another cat reference for you. Don't sleep on the cats, all right? Sleep on a cot. It's like a beans being situation there. Anyway, and a few nights later asked if she could sleep on a cot in our room. She's a teenager, not a small kid, so I asked her what was wrong. She didn't want to tell us because we wouldn't believe her. Just that she didn't want to be alone. She said she heard banging in the kitchen and when she heard that or felt like someone was in the house, she would see a man in the window of her room. So she basically noped out and came to us. We let her stay and the next day we were all a little uneasy. My husband, a notorious non-believer in the paranormal, came in looking shaken and said that he had closed her door after bringing her laundry into the room and a man had been smiling at him in the window. The windows on the house are almost 20 feet in the air because of the stilts the house sits on. Spooky. And I do want to get your opinion on that, Christian, but my wife needs you to go hold her son for a few minutes because apparently he's driving her insane. So I'll close out this episode without you if you just want to go take care of that for a couple minutes. And I'll play with the sounds so people can hear your opinion without you actually being here. I think this guy's crazy to be so paranoid. Okay. Yeah, and now that he's taking the headphones off, we can play this. I am wrong. Okay. So anyway, that's a strange story, and that is uh, one we're actually going to close the episode out on. Crazy thing about that is that it kind of reminds me of the time that that time that my apartment was haunted by that girl who played with a Ouija board and then brought the demon sack into my heart apartment for days at a time and enjoyed it very much. She had a story that one of the times her friends saw that entity was when... They're playing some kind of game on a second story of a house and they looked out the window and saw the entity, not her, but her friend. And she freaked out because obviously the window's on a second story. This dude is either 15 feet in the air or he's floating in front of a window. Both are creepy, but that kind of, that story made me think of that. And that spooked me out. And I'm not good at talking to myself. So Christian, what do you think? You are correct. Thank you. Uh, Do you have anything else to add about that? Damn it, Scott. You're right. That doesn't really help. But what do you think it could have been? It was aliens. Okay. Uh, Do you have anything to say about all your disbelief throughout this episode? I am wrong. Okay. Do you want to, just for the people in the cheap seats, you want maybe one more time? I am wrong. And that's all we got for you. Sorry, folks. Uh, Weird ending to this episode, but if you're new to the show, be sure to uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can. We're really trying to grow the show out, and you guys are the only people that can do that. We can try. It doesn't really go too far when it's just two clueless morons in a converted garage. So... 
Again, you're our only hope. Give us a shot if you can. Help us spread the word if you're willing, if you got friends that are into this type of stuff. Send them the show. Get them on board. Talk to us on social media. Give us your thoughts about the episodes at Freaky Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and at TFD Paranormal on TikTok. If you have a story of your own that you'd like to hear on a listener story episode or make its way into some episode that we got going for you guys, send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We always love hearing from you. In the meantime, we will be right back here. I think Christian's got an episode on inner earth creatures or entities or beans, if that's more your speed. You are correct. Next week. And so that's what we're going to be doing. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you right back here next week on the Frinky Dinky. Goodbye. Damn it, Scott. You're right. It was I am wrong. You are correct. I'm having way too much fun with that. Goodbye.